will say it was nice to see Keegan, who hit two threes in the final two minutes. Not sure why they didn't look at him, look for him earlier in the quarter in the final frame. Mm -hmm. I mean, the man had a hot hand all night. Um, it was really down to execution between two teams and the Heat ended up executing. They wanted this win desperately and it really showed. When tomorrow, I know the timeline is going to be, you know, up in arms too. You know, if Sabonis doesn't make the All-Star box, I really could give two shits less. I think the All-Star weekend is fucking stupid. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kings cast. It's daily. Joined by my co-pilot, Naima. What's happening? What's up, y'all? Here we go. First quarter, Uncle Keegs hits two threes. Fox picked Jimmy Butler clean. Kings broke the Heat's 2-3 zone while driving with interior passing. Heat were up 28-22 to end the quarter. Second quarter, we saw some Kessler Edwards minutes. Keegan punched in three more threes, including a block on UCLA legend. Jaime Hawkins Jr. Domas was doing Domas things. Again, multiple offensive rebounds and putbacks. Kings cut the lead to four. Heat were leading 55-59 to end the half. Naima, any reactions? I mean, that first um, half, we the Kings went down um, double digits and everything, but then they, I like the fight back that they had, um, not to just fold and go like, eh, we're down double digits. Let's just, you know, uh, go to the next game, but I liked especially what Keegan gave us entire game, but that first half was great. It seems like he came, he came to play today and yeah, the, it wasn't, the first half wasn't too bad. Kind of um, wasn't shooting well from outside and everything, missed shots that you usually make, but yeah, it wasn't a terrible first half. Yeah. And, and shout out to Keegan for carrying the team uh, mm -hmm. for literally the whole game. Doma started heating up. Uh, he started off slow. Everybody started off slow and, and some people, yeah. Just stayed that way, unfortunately. Third quarter, Trey, Kevin, and Domas all hit threes. Fox scores 10 points. De'Aaron hits a pull-up to end the quarter. Heat were up 90 to 84. Fourth quarter, King struggled to get things going. Heat used the 2-3 zone again. Fox finally scores on a runner. Bam had five fouls with five minutes to go. He got five fouls as well. Kings were down 13 with 14 minutes to go. I will say it was nice to see Keegan who hit two threes in the final two minutes. Not sure why they didn't look at him, look for him earlier in the quarter in the final frame. Mm -hmm. I mean, the man had a hot hand all night. And yeah, I, I like I said earlier, there's going to be some Barnes hate who was 0 for 6 tonight from three and only scored nine points. Uh, unfortunately, an unimpactful game for him. Uh, but yeah, Kings lost 115 to 106. Yeah, I mean... Again, I, I agree with you, Daly. I don't know why we went away from Keegan when it seemed like he was the only one who was making shots. Um, it was really down to execution between two teams, and the Heat ended up executing. They wanted this win desperately, and it really showed. Um, but, yeah, shout-out to Keegan for having such a um, great game. Again, um, shout-out to Domas. He another double-double. What is that, 29 in a row now? What I wonder what the record is, like the NBA record. Um, it'd be cool if he was to snatch it, but I, I don't know exactly how many double doubles in a row is a record. Yeah, right on. And it was really interesting. And this didn't affect the game at all. Uh, we were down to a two ref crew. I don't know if the Sacramento, uh, Kings broadcast team mentioned that, 
Uh, one of the refs went down due to injury. Uh, I was proud of the Kings for getting the 24-second violation in the fourth quarter. Uh, that was nice to see. But, yeah, it, it really bothered me they didn't go to Keegan more often. I, mm-hmm. I'm all about feeding the hot hand. I don't care if there's multiple heat checks, but let's spam the hell, hell out of Keegan uh, if mm-hmm. he's hot. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I, um, I hopefully, again, um, they just – Kings kind of look tired. Um, they didn't go in transition as much as I'd like to see. But, yeah. I, I wish they just played more through Keegan because Fox is Fox just didn't play well. That's pretty much it. Um, and no one else really shot um, better either. I think it was like Keegan who, I mean, Sabonis did, Domas did, but everyone else, it seemed like they were missing shots they usually make. So, Julie, what's happening? Thank you for coming in. That that giant dragon's blood sage did what he needed to do. God damn. Yeah, no, seriously. Um, that you saw my tweet. I was like, oh shit. I did. It's um, like it's also, not even a championship game, right? I know, but a long streak. I like. I think we are kind of saw it coming. They're fighting for that win. They got it. A good on them. The the defense was good. I mean, I mean, Kyle and Kay are talking about it all game. Their their zone defense was really kind of just messing with the way we're we're getting our looks and everything. Also, longest double double streak looks like it's Kevin Love with fifty three. So, thank yeah, you. No. That that I think he'll get it. I think it's possible. I could see Domas getting that, but yeah. um, I mean, a loss sucks, but it could have been worse. I hate saying that, but um, and I I I think we're all like that was weird. We weren't giving Keegan the ball more in that fourth quarter. That was one of those ones where I was just like, why why aren't we giving Keegan the ball? <laughs> What's happening here? So, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, as soon as they started kicking out to HB in the right corner, I'm like, no, he's not going to make this. And, you know, I'm an HB truther, but yeah, there are the games where I'm sorry, he's absent and the shooting uh, is absent and, and it wasn't going to work. So, yeah, I think that might be the theme tonight is if Keegan has a hot hand, please give it to him. Uh, Julie, thank you so much for coming through. Serial, Manny, what's going on, sir? Well, I can positively tell you we suck in Miami. I can tell you that's the positive. Uh, that's just not a place we've been winning at in a long time. Uh, with De'Aaron, like, honestly, I know there's been debate about uh, the All-Star break, and I hope, like, I hope two things. Either one, Sabonis gets in, they can leave Fox out so he can rest, or if he gets in, I have a gut feeling that He's going to, because once he's in, he's in. He doesn't necessarily have to go. He's going to tell them something's wrong with his shoulder because there's something definitely wrong. Like, you can see him holding it. You can see it's it drags at times, and he's playing through something. And I don't know if it's a stinger or if it's okay for a bit, and then it gets hit and something is reoccurring during the game. But he's just shot. As, I mean, watching him in that fourth quarter, a couple of those threes that they were just so off just so off that was like dude you're when a shooter i mean i'm no great shooter but as as a person that's played ball like when you know that you overcompensate when you hit like he hit off that backboard and the way it was going hard like you're overcompensating you're overcompensating because something's wrong with your arm so you know you have to put a little bit extra on it and it's literally causing the ball i mean it's just it's gonna be a bad shot most of the times and so I know people say, oh, get his stuff together, blah, blah, blah. But, like, for me, like, he's gutting it out. And you could go either way. Like, if he doesn't play through it, 
then he's soft. If he plays through it, then what's wrong with him? So, like, it's a no-win situation for him, but he's the leader of the team. So he's doing what we all want our dogs to do, or for the most part, you're playing through it for as long as you can until you can't anymore. But I think, like, I'm cool with him not being an all-star. Like, I know he's an all-star. That's all I need. I think he doesn't really give a damn anyway. And personally, he'd rather not be going. So I hope Sabonis is the one that gets the – because if neither one get get it, that's that's just idiocy. But for me, let Sabonis get it. I think he's the one that's more on the uphill in the last, especially three, four weeks, like where Fox has been kind of like all over the place. It's like to me, there's no way you can't give it to Sabonis. There's no – I got into an argument last night on Twitter about it with some dude trying to tell me AD deserves it more and all this other junk. It's like there's nothing that you can show me numbers-wise or game-wise that he isn't the second-best center in the West alone, let alone top four in the league. Like, And I even still keep him at number two in the league, but that's just ridiculous. No, actually, AD is actually the best center in the league once every 35 games. You know what I mean? Dude, this this Sabon Daily. This is somebody that grew up watching. I went to his high school games. He from Chicago. Like I went and checked him out in high school. I rooted for the kid. I still, I I'm a fan of AD in general because I saw him grow up as a kid, and it's so ridiculous. Like he disappears a lot. He's injured half the time. Yes, his numbers look great this year. He's played great. But if I'll put it this way: if you got AD and you got Sabonis, then let's say you don't even really know everything about basketball you're just going by the numbers okay they're very close in a lot of ways then there has to be a tiebreaker and to me the tiebreaker is always going to be who's playing for a team with a winning record versus who's playing with a team with a losing record and it's a bonus every time even if that's the only argument that's a good argument well for me in a seven game series i know ad will dominate one game while domas is going to do his thing for seven games does that make sense absolutely yeah for sure so yeah, it right. is what it is, man. Um, anything else, cereal? No, I'm gonna stay away from today's game. I <laughs> watching that game. I mean, I'm, it's, it's like yeah, I, you know, Keegan drops what 21 and a half, and then barely gets his number called in the second half. Uh, just a lot of it's the it's the whole this year roller coaster thing. Like, you know, we saw what happened last game. Like, I personally. I, they played bad last game, but I was like, hey, man, the W's the W's a W. I'm not going to go into the whole being like Matt George rants. Like, I'm good with it. I'm like D'Lo. I'm like, yo, man, I'm going to take this W and go. And, but then when after playing like that and getting a W, you would think that next game you're like on it. Like, yo, we play like crap. Let's get this next one. And it's just more inconsistent shooting. And, and that's the biggest thing for me this year in a lot of ways is the shooting. It's like either they're on or they're just completely off. It's not even a middle ground. It's like either they're really hot or they're shooting like five-year-old kids shooting on a 10-foot rim. It's like, it's ridiculous. And it's like, it's that roller coaster that they've been on a lot more this year, I think, than than last year. So I'm got a really, I mean, it wasn't a bad team. They played, like you said, there was a team that was hungry and desperate. They needed to get out of the funk. They got it. Let's just, like Euro said, man, let's just not lose on Friday. I just don't want to – I can't lose to Indiana. God damn and, it. and don't forget what Julie said. They had the blood sage going on. So, you yeah, know what I mean? And, go. guys, let me know. Tweet at me. I'll do the crystals again. I'll use my own. I'm not going to use a picture. I'll use my own crystals, and, and, and we'll take care of business. I'm serious. So um, I'll only do it if you guys tweet at me, though. 
I will hey, do Santeria if I have to. If that's no, don't do that. Man, I don't want please. you sacrificing puppies and <laughs> and your nephew or something. Hey, David, before I leave, what's up? Uh, can I say just this? Please don't get surprised or shocked tomorrow when Sabonis doesn't get the All Star. Okay, because like when you watch the nation national media, I mean, none of them, none of them pick Sabonis over. The media has nothing to do with it. Like, the coaches. Fucking. Fucking Jamal Crawford picked Holmgren or Holmgren or and Gobert over Sabonis. Eurosac, the media doesn't have anything to do with it though. It's the coaches that vote the reserves in. So regardless of what yeah. the media thinks and says, it don't matter. It's, it's that's all about the coaches. That's where it's at. Is that I think my my faith is that the media, the fans, they can all be nuts, but most of the head coaches have a very they're very grounded. Yeah, they have their faiths and everything, but they see the game through a player and a coach's eyes and there's no, I cannot fathom them not putting. Well, I, I have a reliable source. That's all I'm going to say. I have a reliable source. I asked this person who they know and they're on some secret squirrel shit. They never say it, but they're always on point. Uh, this person showed me um, the city grays last year, a month before they came out. All right. Um, I just know someone is going to be named an all-star. Might be both, but I know one for sure. Mildly surprising, uh, but that's all I have. All that's all I can say. Right. Daily, did you see Jill's tweet? No. So she tweeted out. She went on Dick Sporting's good site, and they had already. I even I took a snapshot. They actually uh, showed a snapshot of them already on their website. The 2024 De'Aaron Fox uh, shirt, All Star shirt. It says sold out on it, grayed out, but it says 2024 and Fox All-Star shirt. Crazy. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. And then, but I mean, honestly, it's like Sabonis should be right there, though. He should, yeah. but we'll see. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard when you're not a media darling. Ross, what's up? Yo, what up? Um, yeah, either way, man, two heck players that are just ridiculous like they were so good for us last year and now you're looking at their numbers and fox is like averaging 27 i thought it was funny when people kind of got mad at him for like oh he's not averaging 30 and he's out here averaging like i think 24 or 25 was his career high and three more points plus he's like you know shooting 38 percent from three which in the offseason we were like begging him just if you can please shoot 35 percent from three we will like worship you you know what i'm saying and so yeah i mean fox is so good and he's um he's not like the offense that we run it's not the type like a um you know a lot of teams with their stars where they're just usages through the roof and we're more of like a swing the ball. Like that's when this team's its best is when we're sharing the ball and moving on. And if you have a guy going like star, it really kind of changes our whole scheme. So I think that's what Fox is struggling with right now is, you know, trying to mix in. When should I be the team guy? When should I take over? And it seems you like an easy thing to do, but anybody who's played the game knows that, you know, every possession is different. You can't just go in and say, okay, I'm going to go ISO on this possession because you get trapped or you get double teamed and then somebody rotates over. So 
each and every play is like a challenge in itself. Um, he, his game is not the, you know, move slow like a Jokic or a Luka and take you into the paint and draw fouls. He's so quick. Um, he's just not going to be that heavy usage guy ever, and I'm totally okay with that. Um, as far as the game, um, yeah, Serial was saying, like, it just seems like we're either hot or cold from three, and it's true. Like, this team shoots 40 threes a game, which is 10 threes a quarter, and that is fucking crazy. Like, to think that your team is shooting 10 threes a quarter, I think it was last game versus Memphis, we went 0 for 10 in the first quarter, and the other team went 7 for 10, and we were down 15. Um, it's literally just that simple. And that's kind of Mike Brown's offense. And it's it's pretty smart. It's just not working out. Um, I was listening to what Will Z said, and it was, we're fourth in the league in wide open three-point attempts, and we're like 25th in make percentage or something like that. So the game plan that Mike Brown drew up is good. Like, we're, we're eight games above 500, and we're, we can't hit, a, you know, all these wide open shots. Imagine if we even were you know, in the league or something like that. So I don't think we need to panic, but I do think I really would love if they would just adapt. Like they did a couple games ago and just say, we're only going to take 33s this game. Like things are working inside or even the opposite. We're cold from the outside. Let's just push the issue in the paint. But the way our offenses is just literally Chuck threes. So for the time being, that's what we're going to be doing, I guess. Um, and then last thing is uh, Monk struggling. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Um, it'll bring his value down a little bit. And if he would have played like he was um, the entire season, how he did the first 30 games, we might have not even been able to afford him. So uh, not really worried about him. He's kind of one of those streaky guys. And that was the longest um stint of basketball consistently i've seen him play so that's like a good positive for him um but yeah big picture um you know i'm happy they just came off a four game winning streak and we're eight games above 500 and you look at all these really good teams around the league miami's a good team and they're 500 and you know you look at a team like the lakers or whatever you want to say about them you know, they're at like 500. Um, Dallas, the Pelicans, all these teams that were like, they're so much better than us. We have a better record than them right now. So as much as it feels like the sky is falling, we, we're still probably like the record-wise, probably like the 10th best team in the league or something like that. So things aren't as bad as they look right now, and they could get much better and um, see if Monty pulls something out in the next week, uh, like a sneaky little move to just get us somebody really consistent on our bench that can just, you know, that's what we're missing right now is somebody that you can rely on. We have our monk and Trey Lyles is reliable, but if we had another playmaker, like solid guy that could just come in, maybe a backup point that was just super reliable, uh, might be nice, but yeah. Appreciate y'all. You guys have a good night. Thanks Ross. I love it when Ross comes on. It's like hearing myself, but just maybe a little more rational. <laughs> I love it when people agree with me. I don't care. Scott, what's happening? Thank you for your patience. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I think it's hard, even for me. I've been I've been beating the uh, this is a process drum all season. 
Um, when you hear everybody talking about, oh, we have to make a trade here. We got to do this. We got to do that. And it's like, we have to remember we're year two into breaking a 16 year drought. You know, this is a team that's trying, Monty's trying to build a long-term success team. He's not trying to build a win it now team. We're not winning the championship this year. I think we can all reasonably say that if we get there, I'll be the first one to say, hell yeah. But that's not what this season's about. This season's about taking another step forward. You know, they planned in the offseason of running it back with basically the same pieces. My big concern right now, and this is where I, where I have to remind myself and have patience, is, is our bench needs to be upgraded. You know, we can argue all day long about whether HB needs to be upgraded or not. Um, I honestly don't think he does. I think if he just gives the effort like he's been giving the last couple the last couple of weeks, um, I think he's he's good for what we have him for. Um, but our bench is a concern. Um, you know, you have nights like the last couple of games, uh, probably going on a week now, especially for Monk, um, where he's struggling a little bit. You know, he hasn't had double figures since the Atlanta game, and even that wasn't a big game. Um, but when you have guys like Monk and uh, uh, Lyles, who are normal bench guys, those are the guys that are getting the main minutes. You know, you got Davion coming off the bench who, who provides you really good defense, uh, and he's been playing really well lately, but you don't expect offense from that guy. So when you have your two main offensive guys in the second unit who aren't producing, you're in, we're in trouble especially if we have half the starters that are that are struggling. You know, got nights like tonight. If Monk and Lyles are having a decent night, we win this game tonight, even with Fox struggling. You know, um, the other thing I'm noticing is is every guy is basically getting a night where they get hot, where they get going. You know, Herder's had a night. Um, HB had a couple nights. Tonight was Keegan's night. You know, a couple nights ago, Keegan had 24 points. You know, those are, I think the offense is starting to spread around. Um, but I think our biggest concern is when that second unit comes in, our offense dies. The ball stops moving, um, and then the zone is, a, is an issue. Um, but I think what we all have to end with this, that I think what we all have to remember is we need to have patience. This team is, is learning to play better defense, and I think they've done a good job with defense especially Herter lately and Keegan all this season has been phenomenal. Um, but uh, this team is learning different things. They're learning how to play basketball differently. And right now we just kind of have to be patient and deal with these bad games. You know, I'm not upset about the loss tonight. I just think the game could have been better had a couple other people shown up. Um, and I, don't, I think the game was very winnable tonight. So that's all I'll say. I'll, uh, I'll get off on that. Right on, uh, Scott. Well said. And yeah, we totally agree. We've said multiple times <laughs> on our podcast that we always say when multiple people step up, we usually win. Uh, unfortunately, I, you know, like you said, it just seems like our shooters just take turns getting hot and having the hot hand. But yeah, if Keegan and Kevin scored about 20 points apiece and shot 40% from three, we're usually winning. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, our bench. Malik Monk's our microwave, period. And if he doesn't start off hot, and if it doesn't energize the bench, then usually it's downhill from there, unfortunately. But right on. Thank you so much. 
like I said, if a trade happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I know people on the timeline are going to get all up in arms, get mad, do whatever. Um, but there is, again, like Ross was saying, like when you put your chips all in one basket, there's high expectations. And if you, you know, fail, then, I mean, obviously it gets scrutinized. So, like, if you look at the Phoenix Suns, they basically went all in in getting Kevin Durant. If they don't win a championship in the next couple of years, I mean, that's a huge failure. So I think same with the Clippers. They went all in. They have James Harden now. They're obviously, you know, cooking and doing what they're doing over there. But come playoff time, are they going to be able to be healthy and win a championship? That would be looked at as a failure as well. So, it, like, look how long it took the Denver Nuggets. I mean, they drafted Jokic. They drafted Jamal Murray. They drafted Michael Porter Jr. They kind of built their pieces around it. They dealt with the injuries with, you know, Michael Porter Jr. and his back constantly being in and out. You know, Jamal Murray, obviously, with the ACL tear, that kept him out a while. Um, but they stuck with it, and it paid off eventually. And, again, it, if it was easy to win an NBA championship, every single team in history would have won one already. That's just not the case. Um, but, it, yeah, I'm just, again, like, I'm going to enjoy the ride, enjoy what's to come. And, you know, if when tomorrow I know the timeline is going to be, you know, up in arms too, you know, if Sabonis doesn't make the All-Star Fox, I really could give two shits less. I think the All-Star Weekend is fucking stupid. Um, the only thing I enjoy kind of watching is like the three-point contest and like the dunk contest, stuff like that, because like at least it brings a little like, you know, juice to it, but the game is boring as shit anyways. Um, I'd prefer those guys to get some rest, enjoy time with their families instead of having to travel and do a bunch of media and all that kind of stuff. So if Fox doesn't make it good, you know, he gets to stay home and, you know, rest, maybe go on a little vacation, do whatever he's got to do. Um, to kind of reset his mind because it is a long season and these guys do deserve, you know, a little bit of time off as well, especially when they put their bodies through. So, and like I said before, I will trade any individual accolade for the Kings to get in the second round. It is what it is. Well, I'm not really worried. Um, I always stay level-headed even again. Obviously you want to win and everything, but some games happen like this and I, I feel like, um, better it happened now than in the playoffs and everything and i think we can still build off like um this game as well so yeah you guys are the best uh especially after a loss thank you all for coming through we really appreciate you thank you all for making us a part of your day good day good night and like the beam you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.